And so we're live, I think. Uh, look, we have zero watchers. Yeah, we're, we're, we're off to a great start. Yeah, we're totally off to a great start. Um, and there's echoes and technical difficulties and all sorts of funness happening. What is happening? I don't know, but we're just, oh, one, one viewer. We're on fire. We're, yes, absolutely. We have our viewer. Hello, viewer. Not sure who you are. Uh, let's see. How do I get to the chat thing on this? There we go. Comments. Yeah, comments. Uh, let's see. Oh, you shared my video. That's very nice. Isn't that crazy how I did that? Yeah. Now I'm just trying to figure out how to share it to the uh, Rock City page. Oh, there's three viewers. Oh, we're, we're, we're already doing better than we were last time then. <laughs> we tripled our viewership. <laughs> this Triple. is amazing. You know, I really do have to use my headphones because I have no idea if these mic levels are good or not. And I feel like I'm shouting and I'm putting my, my stuff into the red. Um, and that's usually not good. Dude, you know what? I think I might have figured out why you're hearing an echo. Why? Because the speakers of my computer are on. Oh, you're a... How about now? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I still do hear it, actually. Oh, do you hear it? Okay, then it wasn't that. Well, mine were on too, but I, I don't know what it. I'm, it's coming from, probably from your headphones. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We have two viewers now. We've lost a viewer. We've already the lost the viewers. We've already lost one. Well, you know what that means. You know what that means. Oh, now I'm losing you again. Why, what is why, happening here? Why are you losing me? Can you hear me? Are you there? Yes. I think you're doing this on purpose. I'm you're not trying doing to make it. me you look said unprofessional. This last time. You're trying to make me do you're trying to make me look unprofessional. Absolutely not. You look unprofessional all on your own. So maybe there's another way to do this. Maybe, hey, if you see. think this is my first interview, you, you got another comment. Oh uh, wait, what about that? What? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, guess what? I can't hear as much. Echo. Me echo i hit the echo cancellation button yeah. how about that maybe that helped how about dem apples we have four viewers all right so this is all leading me to to be like all sorts of excited um but you know what that means what does it mean it's time for the intro oh the intro yes i have a new intro for the show and you're gonna laugh your ass off, I think. well hopefully i can see it well, yeah, well, we'll be able to see it. We go muted when this happens, so we don't have to worry about hearing each other. Hopefully you can hear it, too. Not like there's any words. It's just music. But, hey, let's roll the tape. Roll the tape. How about that? The best part, of course, is Gino Vanelli with the lightsaber. It's May the 4th. <laughs> you, you set that up perfect. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> is that from the Gino's travel page? 
Uh, uh, no, I made that for no particular reason at one time. I, oh, wait, no, I made that when The Force Awakens came, came out. Like you know, ago. one time Gino Vanelli was doing a live video and I kept like commenting on there, tagging that page. Like, have you seen this, Gino, the travel page? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, um, Nick and I and his friend Goldfish, don't ask, uh, have this sort of strange obsession with Gino Vanelli, the crooner, for lack of a better term. And uh, so, yeah, it started a bunch of years ago. And, and it look, he's a phenomenal musician. And if you're into that type of music, he's, he's amazing. I mean, he's got a great voice. His brother was yeah. a great orchestrator. He was a great, uh, he's a great composer himself. So, I, I mean, Gino Vanelli is, you know, he's, he's the man. Um, and it just turned into something slightly unhealthy as far as the obsession goes to where I started creating pages called Gino Vanelli's travels. And I just put pictures of Gino Vanelli in all places around the world, like the Kremlin and like some coast guard port in, in Key West that I visited and took and pictures farm. of and, and yeah. And, and like on a farm and it was Gino's farm. Hey, nice farm. Um, so yeah, there were, there was, a, there was a lot that went into that and it's totally inside jokey, but anyway, if you want to check it out, check out Gino Vanelli's travels on Facebook. Oh yeah. Uh, hasn't been updated in months, but there are pictures on there that are, let's, let's be honest. They're kind of funny. Hey, but when you have, least expect it, you will update it. Wait a minute. We have, we have a comment that just says, ah, oh, now I take a guess who that is. I can only guess it can only be one person or somebody who knows the one person, one of the two. No, it's, it's the one person I can tell it's by the, the one user name who it is. There we go. Hello, Sean. How are you, sir? Yes. I used, Oh, he called name. you Sean. I called him Sean. Clearly. I called him Sean. <laughs> clearly. Um, yes, clearly. clearly now. Okay. So this is a music show, not an inside joke show. So let's get to it. Um, we're going to talk about a bunch of things. Welcome back. For those of you that were here last time, the one or two of you that were here last time, um, those of you that are here now, welcome for the first time, maybe, or second time, or whatever it is. Just welcome. This is Cover to Covered. This is a music nerd show with Mike and Nick, and we talk about music things. Mainly, we discuss vinyl. Vinyl. Uh, vinyl records. Vinyl records. It's the vinyl countdown. No, that's so oh, weak. No. Uh, it's I completely weak. Hello, Princess Patty. Princess Patty is here with us. Um, so uh, what this show is about is we talk about vinyl, we talk about music. Nick has a store in Detroit that does both musical instruments and records uh, called Rock City Music Company. And so Nick has the inside scoop of everything that's being released week after week. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. We're going to talk about a couple of other segments like What Are You Spinning? Which is where Nick and I just discuss something we've been playing and just stuck in our head for the past week or so. Uh, and then also we have our two segments near the end of the show called One is Called Discovered. Uh, which is where Cover to Covered comes from. And that's where we talk about a cover song that we feel is as good, if not better, than the original. And then This Song Sucks, which... The most popular segment. Yeah, that one is by far the most popular segment to where I actually have a playlist for it. Uh, so if you want to listen to every crappy song that we talk about, it's on that playlist on Spotify. If you look, if you're on YouTube, look in the comments below the description of the show you can see the link by the way i would be remiss if i did not say if you like what you're hearing and you're enjoying the show please hit like and please subscribe to the channel because you know hey right now we have four listeners and three subscribers and i at least want to triple that so Ooh. 
Yeah, you're I setting know, the once you're we setting get, a high goal there, Mike. Listen, if we get to double digits, who knows who who's who can tell what can happen? Exactly. But I will say this. I can say this, if uh, what I wanted, this is also like a social experiment in a way to see if we can get a grassroots thing going with, you know, started by a couple of idiots like us and just really build this channel and this show to make it a lot of fun talking about things that we love, talking about things that you love, like music. And if we can get into the thousands, okay, we'll be able to command the audience that would well not command the audience but we'll be able to command some respect and get some special guests on this show to yes. join us talking about their experiences with vinyl and we'll have some along the way uh but i want to get some you know some real big names in here and the only way that we can do that is starting here and growing it to that five digit figure and it's probably not going to happen overnight but five uh, digits five digits that's three digits and then a decimal and then and then two more and then two more now. Um, but hey, look, you, you're all in on the ground floor. You were here when it began. So that's good. Yes. And uh, those of you that are watching and may not be able to catch the whole thing, this obviously gets archived on YouTube. And then I also convert this. I take the audio only portion. I make this into uh, an actual podcast so you can listen to it. Uh, just check it out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or what have you. It's all around. So uh, that's enough of the beginnings there. How are you, Nick? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm, I'm, my allergies. Or at least you helped me discover that it was my allergies are killing me. Yeah, well, they've been rocking this year. I, you know, the forget it. I'm just over it already, and they just began. <laughs> they just began. I'm, so. Yeah, I'm dying. I, I definitely thought I had I had COVID, but luckily I didn't. I I took two tests, and it's not COVID. So that's that's good. But in the meantime, it feels like my head's a hot air balloon, and it looks like one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, I, we have a comment, uh, in the, uh, in, uh, on the, uh, in the chat that says flan and I am, my heart is warmed by this. Thank <laughs> th Thank you, Ducky. Uh, that I gentleman really is it. in this building still. He's still in the building. Dude, he's that's doing sort inventory. of cheating. Oh, well, he's all right. Doing inventory. Then obviously he's not working and you are paying him to do nothing right now, except for, you know, to troll us. So I hope you realize that. He's just giving you a taste of your own medicine, Mike. No, 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 no. You don't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> and I certainly don't get paid to do this. In fact, I pay to do this. So, uh, yeah, this is like, yeah, if anybody knows, like, if anybody realizes what goes into doing a podcast, especially a live podcast, the amount of money it takes for the equipment and the monthly hosting and everything, it's like a net negative result. As far as you like, you will not become rich doing podcasts. <laughs> I not promise like you this. One on like the Bachelor. Yeah, I just lost half your volume. You lost half my volume. How about there now? we go? Now it's yeah. There we go. That's Is that better? Way better. Maybe a little bit too much. Oh, all right. How about now? How about now? How about now? That's good. Okay. Okay. So. All right, so let's start this off with the first segment that we always just kind of banter about, which is what are you spinning, Nick? What have you been spinning? What's been what's been on the on the turntable recently? My favorite record right now is uh, Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs. I talked a little bit about Mike Campbell in the last episode with the Blue Stingrays, but yep. this is Mike's uh, solo band that uh, they're on second release. It came out a couple of weeks ago. It's called External Combustion. And it's fantastic. 
dirty rock and roll, which I love. There's a song featuring Ian Hunter from uh, Mott the Hoople. Wow, nice. So I've been loving that. And then also uh, continuing the uh, selection of uh, Grave Dead Europe 72. It happened 50 years ago right now. If you go back, I've been playing all those shows. Got to do the whole tour, man. I'm so, so that's sorry. what I've been doing. <laughs> Why do you want to punish yourself? Like I love listening? it. I know you do, and I still, to this day, have no idea why. But but it's well-established. For those of you that know me, I freaking hate the Grateful Dead with a red-hot passion. Cannot, do not, will not like the Grateful Dead. However, when I was back, uh, back in my mother's house uh, a couple months ago, which actually I'll be back in New York uh, starting tomorrow. What's up, New York peeps? Uh, I, I went into the basement and I looked through some of my, you know, my records that I had down there and I actually found, uh, a 45 of touch of gray. Oh, you're a yeah. touch head on top of it. Yeah. Uh, so I bought touch of gray and, uh, back when I was whatever, 15, whenever it came out and it's a, it's a poster sleeve. So, and it's on gray vinyl on top of it. So, uh, so that was OG press. It was original press. Original press. Oh yeah. Bought it when it was new. Yeah, yeah. I don't even have that. <laughs> hey, uh, you uh, want to trade? Yeah. No, not for kiss the originals. If you're gonna bring that up again, that's all. That's all I want. That's all I want. I just want kiss the originals. That's that's all I want from you. I just want. I just want a kiss record nobody ever has, which is kiss the originals. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm it. You. I was impersonating you. No, no, you were, you were doing it in the worst way possible. What you want, you want a big bowl of flan is what you want. Actually, flan doesn't come in a bowl. Uh, no, it's so, not on a plate. So anything else on the turntable besides uh, one good album and one not so good? Um, I'm forever in a, uh, in a Beatles phase. So I'm, I've been back through Beatles mono set, which is just, uh, I'm pretty sure the greatest reissue campaign ever um, because it was done completely the right way. From the analog tapes, the packaging was replicated exactly. So it's always a treat to go through that set. I got it the day it came out. And a couple times a year, I usually go through that and all the albums. So I've been doing that. And uh, staying in the Beatles realm, the uh, 50th anniversary of uh, All Things Must Pass that came out late last year. Um, there you go, another yeah. fantastic press. And uh, Giles Martin redid the uh, sound, remixed it, um, brought a lot of stuff out. That was in the background that you couldn't hear. But I really been loving that because that's one of my favorite albums ever. So um, it's cool to hear it this far ahead and and have it be fresh, you know, and hear hear different stuff in it. So those would those would be everything I'm going through right now. And then of course a couple select RSD stuff. But um, one of the things I got for RSD, I was I was bummed out about. But we'll get to that when we yeah get we'll to talk the to that uh, talk about record store day in a minute. We're gonna do a record store recap. As far as me, there's one band that I've been listening to recently, and um, uh, one of my really good friends, Rich. Hi, Rich. You're probably not watching, but uh, if you are, thank you for this. It's a band called Eight Calacas or Calacas. I, I hate. I don't even know how to say it, but it's either Eight Calacas or Ocho Calacas because it's this band that I thought was from Mexico, but they're actually it's a Mexican band from Orange County, California, and they play Mexican thrash ska. Like it's wow. crazy awesome too. There's like two singers. There's one one who does more of the singing, one who does like the growling, and they are 
badass. They are super, super cool. So if you want to check out something really cool, they just put a, put out a new album a couple of months ago called uh, Fronteras. And uh, if you want to check them out, they're on, I, I heard them on Apple Music. I'm sure you can see them, uh, get them on Spotify, what have you. It's Eight Calacas, K-A-L-A-C-A-S. Uh, and the, the song Frontera is amazing. But like every song I've heard from the album is amazing. And they sing in Spanish. So I'm learning Spanish as I'm listening to awesome music. So there you go. It's a learning concept too. It is a yes. The more you know. Da, 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 da. So <laughs> I, that, yeah. no, that sounds fantastic. It, it's it it really is. And you got to check it out. It's really really good. So uh, that's you know those are our those are what we're spinning this past week and fiending out on uh by the way our uh super guest co-host roger he's here you're gonna hear some honking because he wants his puppuccino uh thing so he'll be popping in and out because when daddy's on tv uh he uh decides that it's the best time to be really annoying so you'll see that happen. he's a dog he is a dog and and he and he wants me to play with him so instead i will while i'm doing this um i want to real quick there's a comment from patty that says ian hunter is a god i agree and I'm wearing my Mott, my Mott 74 shirt. It's not from 74. It's from 2019 when they did the reunion tour. But still, Ian Hunter is indeed a god. It's funny, though, because, like, they were all the young dudes, right? That was, that was mm -hmm. their, you know, the song that everybody knows. And it wasn't even written by them. No. Nope. Written and by David Bowie. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's just kind of funny. Like, look, Ian Hunter is God. Uh, he, well, not a God and not God. He is a God. There are other gods that I believe are greater than Ian Hunter. Uh, but fabulous I would position. agree. I would agree. But he, he's an underappreciated legend for sure, because lyrically it, it's funny. You bring up that they, they didn't write that song and it is their most well-known song. But if you dig into the Mott catalog, Ian Hunter is a fantastic lyricist. He's a great musician. Um, so I, I would definitely rank them, Mott the Hoople, as one of the most rated bands in rock history because um, they kind of get written off for just all the young dudes, which is an amazing song, but um, lot, a lot more to enjoy there. Well, check out their catalog. Y'all got homework. Um, yes. Great. So now... Let's talk about Record Store Day. It happened uh, a couple of a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Nick, you were at Ground Zero, uh, yes. so you had a line outside your store, and and I actually went shopping at two different stores because they opened at different times, so I was able to get in line early. One opened at nine, one opened at eleven. As soon as I finished shopping at one, I went to the other, uh, and the one thing that I really enjoyed was seeing the depth of the lines like how long they were and how apart from some people that were probably not there to buy the records to listen to no that's um, a whole nother issue that's a whole other story they're called flippers and you know we're not talking about you know the dolphin that's we're talking about Lee. yeah we're talking about asses well he but, did the whale wasn't he that was a bad one what free will free willy was a, yes he was a killer whale what he was an orca <laughs> Sorry, Nick, come on. I mean, different generations. I get it. But what you need is a healthy helping of flan and you will, <laughs> the memories will come rushing back. Yes. But yeah, the, the, the sheer length of the lines made me happy because it just proves that music is still big, that tangible 
music is still a thing that you still, that there are people that still want to touch the record and like read the liner notes and things of that nature. So for me, I was heartened by that. Like that was a good thing for me. Well, what was your takeaway? That absolutely. I mean, I think that gets to the heart of what record store day is about, which is telling people and getting people to come to independent music stores, record stores, a store like us with hybrid, um, but that, that's what it's about. And, and I, I felt the same way, you know, for us, it was our first, you know, official record store day that we, we, we always would do use drops and things like that on those days because people are out and they're shopping and they want to go to as many stores as they can. But it was our first official one with the titles. So we weren't really sure what we expected. We put a lot of great use stuff and we, and we brought in a lot of the exclusive titles and uh, yeah, right by the by the time we opened, we opened at ten, which is a little bit earlier for us. We had a line down the front and down the side of our building, and uh, it stayed that way for for about two hours. You know, we were we were letting smaller groups of people at the time just so they could shop comfortably. People weren't reaching over each other and such. So for about two hours, um, we just had a consistent line, and then the rest of the day it was busy as well. Um, but I heard, you know, I've got friends, of course, that own other stores around here and they, they had the same experience, you know, lines down the block and people, people getting all kinds of goodies and that it's all about, you know, like you said, the, the physical media thing that you always hear people say, oh, well, it's dying, it's going away, whether it's CDs, whether it's LPs, whatever it is, you know, tapes are making a comeback in a lot of sense. Um, people are saying it, it's dying, but it's it, on days like that, it's clear that it's not. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, and, and we talked about it before, you know, how like during COVID, there were a lot of people that just decided to make music and we're going to see them on record store day, you know, in like a year or two. So yeah. I, I think this is the beginning of, of, of a larger story. Now, will there be a bubble and will it burst? Probably always Some happens, point. always yeah. happens. You know, when I don't know, um, you know, but let's, let's hope that this goes on for a while, you know, I mean, yeah. it's exciting and it's very, very cool. And from a collector's perspective, you know, it's just nice to see uh, it's, it's, it's good and bad. It's good because there is such an array of things to, to, to pick up and it's bad for the same reason, because you go poor on record store day and there's three of them. So yeah. <laughs> this is drop yeah. one drop two is in like six weeks in June, June 18th. Yeah, so <laughs> I already have to start saving for that one. Really quick, I just want to touch on you were mentioning about the bubble and stuff. I think a lot of people don't realize because we hear it every day when people come in. They go, "Oh, I hear, I hear records are coming back. I hear vinyls coming back." It's been on an upward resurgence since like two thousand, probably six and eight, somewhere in there, and then really been blowing up the last five years i would say but it's yeah. been it's been on the rise for well over a decade at this point so um i, I think like you're saying eventually the bubble might pop but i, I think it's going to be a little bit before that happens yeah because uh, yeah. every day more and more people are getting in you know yep you know it, to your point of it being on an upward trajectory for a while i moved to california it was um it was nine years last week and uh oh, well, the been that long. yeah right and uh the first thing i bought for myself when i got here was a turntable <laughs> like i didn't buy like pots and pans i didn't buy a furniture couch. i i no 
I bought a turntable. That was the first thing I bought. So uh, it was, you know, when you think about it in those terms, there's a lot of people like me and a lot of people like you. And and yeah, I agree. This this should go for a while. One quick note. Um, I'm looking on Facebook and there are people commenting on my personal Facebook underneath the um, the uh, this broadcast. It's not coming through here. So the best thing for you guys to do is either go over to the cover to covered page or come on over to YouTube and watch it. Just letting you know. Uh, and eventually we're going to try to transition this whole thing over to YouTube because it's, it just operates easier and, and Facebook's a dick. Straight up. <laughs> okay. I tried to say that last time and you got upset with me. Yeah. Well, I, I changed. Um, <laughs> yeah, they just are. Um, so anyway, if you want to make comments, please come on over and watch the YouTube feed much easier to comment, much easier to get feedback. All right, great. So uh, we talked about what we're spending. We talked about record store day. What's coming out this Friday, Nick, that you want to highlight? Do you have like, if you had to pick three, three or four albums, whatever you got that you want to highlight that's being released this Friday, what's coming up? Yeah. Um, let me start with first, one of my favorite bands of all time, the who have two reissues coming out this week. These are part of the mastered at Abbey road studio series, half speed mastering. Um, which some say is a, is a marketing ploy, and some say it does make a sonically. Uh, they do a great job with the Abbey Road series. You get a little certificate in there that says it was mastered at uh, Abbey Road. Uh, but the Who's debut, My Generation, and their second record, A Quick One, uh, both both great stuff. More of their garagier, uh, you know, kind of fuzzed out, uh, almost indie rock style stuff this is before they were writing the big epics and the rock operas and all of that good stuff but fantastic records this has of course my generation kids are all right uh i'm a man great cover of i'm a man illegal matter and then this one actually does have the first rock opera that wrote which is uh a quick one while he's away uh quick tech tip well not tech tip but you're jittery like am i yeah, your internet is like being a dick. <laughs> Weird. It doesn't show that on my like. It doesn't. It, I'm not freezing or anything. Nah, you're, you're you're hiccuping on this side of it. I don't know if everybody else is seeing that, but uh, it definitely is hiccuping. But uh, just letting you know. Um, I'll plug cool, what else you in next time. All good. How about this one? Liquid Trio experiment. Interesting. Tony Levin, Mike Portnoy, Jordan Rudess. So this is. Liquid tension experiment without John Petrucci. And hmm. uh, pr- proggy, proggy to the max. And no, and no, uh, no guitar. No guitar. No guitar. And uh, it's, a, it's a two LP on double blue vinyl. And uh, there's a little warning at the, on the bottom pipe stick. It says simulation only for the uh, blue vinyl. They can't guarantee it's going to look like that. Oh, well, there you go. And then a big one that people are excited about, including you, Mike, Pyromania. Yes. Back in print after Scotty was telling me that this hasn't been in print. They did one in 2006, but it was a picture disc. Other than that, this hasn't been in print since the original run. Yep. So So that's that's a pretty good deal. This week, I should say. I'll be on the road, but I'll be finding a place to buy a copy of it. And if not, I'll be like, hey, Nick. Um, 
the the jacket look, the artwork looks great. The the jacket's awesome. Uh, looks like it was made in Germany, so it's probably made at GZ, which mm-hmm. uh, the QC is usually pretty good from them. And if you're into Def Leppard, there's also Retroactive being reissued. All right. I'm not familiar with this, to be honest with you. I don't, but I know, I know it's a big deal for Def Leppard fans because their records aren't in print often. So this is probably one missing from a lot of collections. Now, Princess Patty, who is watching and commenting, um, she is probably the biggest Def Leppard fan I've ever come across. And I'm not even joking. She, in fact, is one of the founders of the Church of Def Leppard. So, wow. uh, yeah, it's, it's a thing on Facebook. If you guys want to check it out and you're big Def Leppard fans and you want to be with your own kind, trust me, they are Def Leppard fans. <laughs> I love anytime, early Def Leppard. And, you know, so do I. And anytime that I'm in an auction where a Def Leppard album comes up and I bid on it, I'm like, I'm not even going to bother because I always get outbid. Yeah. A hundred percent every time. So I have to like, I just have to trip and fall into a Def Leppard album. And that's the only way I'm going to get one. We put out last week, used a beautiful um, original press of uh, Pyromania and a great copy of uh, High and Dry. Wow. Nice. And how fast did they go? Oh, they're gone. I don't know know how fast did they go, you know, very fast. Exactly. So, oh, look, you could see Roger. Hey, Roger. Roger. All right. So anything else, uh, anything else cool you want to highlight for Friday? There's a great, um, I don't have it next to me, but um, for Dusty Springfield fans out there, there's a fantastic uh, singles compilation coming out. Um, Again, another artist whose stuff isn't in print all the time. So, good chance to grab a collection that's got all the all best songs on it with the original singles mixes so that's a pretty cool release there's of course like you know 80 90 things coming out so it's hard for me to yeah get it that's down why we to want just, just highlights we're not we're not doing the wallpaper worth of of listings exactly but, exactly no, that's just that's just some cool highlights and yeah dusty springfield's one of those artists i mean first of all amazing voice like voice of a generation in the 60s and and um really just uh underrated and the funny thing is if you listen to like the greatest hits you're like oh wait i know that song oh wait i know that song oh wait i know that song oh i know all these songs and you just don't even know it because they've been in movies or commercials or whatever you know um so anyway uh cool now let's get into it ladies and gentlemen we're getting into the main topic of the evening and the reason why we are all here is to learn about the 10, well, not the 10, 10 albums that anybody should have in their collection. Now, I use those words very, very carefully and very specifically. Yes. It is not a top 10. All right. Why is it not a top 10? First of all, we each have 10. There you go. So it'd be top 20 if it was. Second of all, top 10 lists are frequently freaking wrong okay well it always is a matter of opinion too exactly it's completely subjective i can make a top 10 list of albums and like (laughs) i was joking with nick like eight of ten of mine are slayer and you know somebody who's like listens to disco is like you're wrong uh so it's completely subjective um most of what i picked have to do with jeff henderson's nuts 
I see, I see commented D's not thought maybe we, we kid rock in the chat. Wait, what was that? I you said that he commented D's nuts, so I thought Kid Rock was in the chat. No, Kid Rock is not in the chat. He will not be in the kid chat because we don't like Kid Rock. Kid, if you're watching, um, <laughs> it's great very, to have you. It's you know, th thanks for watching, and you're you can come on the show anytime you'd like. Really, really appreciate it. Um, now, Jeff was dropped on his head uh, violently as a child, and that's why he's a big fan of uh, a band called Kick Tracy and another band called Vane whatever wow you know yeah and and you know it's it, it's okay he licks windows while he's listening to those albums and it's understandable they would cause me to do the same licks so windows. yeah uh so anyway so again this is not a top 10 list these are just 10 albums that both nick and i feel should be on anybody's it should be in everybody's collection for yes. one reason or another, and we're going to give our reasoning as well. Um, and we're going to go back and forth and we haven't exchanged lists. You know, no. we haven't talked about this beforehand. So this will be very much like, a, oh, you pick that. That's cool. And I, it's not any one particular genre, at least not for me. And I'm sure it's not for, not for as me well. either. Um, though I will say it's predominantly guitar oriented rock in one way or another. Uh, but it's from all different. Uh, all different uh, uh, decades and different types of rock music and what have you. So, uh, Nick, why don't you kick us off? Okay. So, as you just mentioned, I, I tried to – I looked at this as if somebody came to me and they were just into records or just, just bought a turntable like you mentioned and they said, I've got the budget to buy 10 records. What should I buy? That's how I looked at it. So, I tried to give a well-rounded – uh, opinion as much as yeah, I could. So I, I want to start with Miles Davis, kind of blue. Arguably, arguably the best jazz album of all time. Um, it certainly is a fantastic representation of jazz, if you're unfamiliar. Um, great playing, of course, by Miles Davis. John Coltrane's on this. Bill Evans, um, some of the greatest jazz musicians ever. When you think about how this was recorded, which was all these guys in a room playing, uh, mostly on first takes, it's hard to top this. So I think it's absolutely essential to be in any record collection. Great. Good call. Excellent. Uh, I'm not going in any particular order. I just have a pile of records, and I'm just going to grab. So the first one, and this one is, is big for me, and it's Rappin' Rodney. <laughs> by Rodney Dangerfield. And this was during his particularly uh, interesting phase for Rodney. No. Uh, no respect. No respect. <laughs> Dr. Vinnie Boomba, that's another one. No respect. No respect. He said, I want to, I said, I want to stop aging. He gave me a gun. No respect. No respect. So um, good. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to go with my first, my first pick. And there's reasons for this. It's not my favorite album. It's not my favorite band, but it is the Black Album by Metallica. Okay, now why? Um, let's. I am double. I'm, I'm sorry, Mike. I am double playing the stream by mistake. Okay, there you go. I was I trying I to shoot for the Rock City page. Well, yeah, I heard it. Um, this is Facebook being Facebook. Yeah, Facebook's a dick. So. Um, why did I pick Metallica, the black album? Well, let's go back to 1991. I was actually at the listening party that they had at Madison square garden when this went down. 
Um, and it was interesting because people sort of, you got to imagine it was like a sea of denim and leather in the stands, right? And everybody had seats per se, not really, but they had seats. Uh, and there was, you know, like a screen that just broadcast the name of the song. And then they would play the song. Metallica wasn't even playing the song themselves. It was just the CD being played over the PA, which and was weird. Of, before you go any further, let's think about that. That Metallica, as much as, you know, I like to rip on Metallica and stuff. They, I can't think of another band, especially a metal band, that could sell out the most famous arena in the world by just playing a CD. Now, all right, wait. The tickets were free. Oh, okay. The tickets but were still, free. They were given away at record stores. Uh, one particular, uh, it was uh, it was the Wiz, uh, which was around at the time, and that you got free tickets. Um, and they gave away a lot more tickets than people showed up. Uh, but the place was full and there was a mosh pit and the, the seats all got torn apart on the floor listening to an album. But the other side of it though, was a little bit of bewilderment. Um, and the bewilderment was this ain't that heavy in comparison. It's heavy, but it's not what we're used to. Uh, and the reason why I choose this album is for that secondary reason. You know, because it transcended genres and uh, demographics, right? It became accessible for the jock rock crowd, for lack of a better term, as well as the metal crowd. Like metal, metal fans eventually embraced this album, but it also was like the jock rock crowd. And, you know, like parents could listen to it with their kids. It was like a really interesting dynamic. No, and somebody asked in the chat, how do you mosh to nothing else matters? And the answer is you don't, but that's the point. The point is that this album transcends all of that. And it gave metal fans something to listen to. And the general public, again, for lack of a better term, something to listen to. So this belongs in any collection because it's really accessible. And if you're, you know, if you want to, you know, if you're like a, <laughs> if you're like a jock dad and you want to show you have an edge, you probably have this album in your arsenal somewhere just to show you got that. You, edge. you don't have so. the head. You have this. No, you don't. You have this. So, uh, Nick, your turn. Okay. So, I went with something that's a fantastic representation of the format of vinyl because it's a two LP set and it's amazing to listen to in headphones. Bye a genre-defining artist. Electric Ladyland nice. by Jimi Hendrix. Nice. Fantastic stuff. I mean, what can you say about it? Uh, it's it's Hendrix, and it's got Voodoo Child, and it's got uh, Crosstown Traffic, and uh, All on the Watchtower, and all that, all those classic Hendrix songs, but a lot of crazy ex experimentation stuff. Like I said, it sounds amazing in headphones, um, and I think it's, it's kind of Jimmy's best work you know it's his more most put together where it shows all the sides of him the the classic rock staples that they became and the experimentation and the fantastic guitar playing of course by eddie gamer um it doesn't get much better than this who is the guitarist on that album who, who's the guitarist on that album oh uh, it was uh, i think it was uh, this guy named Jimi hendrix oh i thought it was john petrucci <laughs> no that was the other record Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right. Again, I'm just picking off the top here. Um, 
Jeff Buckley, Grace. For you went, nine million, you went reasons. totally the way that I was originally intending to go, and I'm uh, now I'm wishing I would have because I think we'd have even more discussion about the. All of these are great. Yeah, well, I mean, come on, Th- this album for me, this is like, uh, how should I put it? It's a uh, potential unrealized. Let's just say that Jeff Buckley. For those of you that don't know, this is the only album he made that was actually truly an album. There's been retrospectives released after the fact some things that he had recorded you know when he died he died in a very freak accident he went swimming in the mississippi river fully clothed and then a boat went by and he drowned in its wake crazy it's kind of crazy um but this guy had a had a hard life growing up and this album his voice is just pure emotion I mean, it is absolutely pure emotion. His musicianship is super high quality too. What a great songwriter. What an amazing voice. And if you don't start weeping or at least get choked up when you're listening to his version of Hallelujah, yeah, there's something wrong with you. Which is so. uh, which is one of the one greatest songs ever written by, of course, Leonard Cohen. But yeah, the Jeff Buckley version is probably the definitive version. I mean, that's absolutely it, it, like, yeah, it's it, it doesn't get any better than that. I guarantee you that will come up in Discovered at some point. Yes. Your turn. Okay. Who's next? Who's oh, next? You froze for a second, so there you go. Yes, who's next? I don't know. Who's next? next. You're next. Oh, the who. I see. Get it? Who's First next? off, the album cover is uh, so iconic. There's there's uh stains on because they just pissed on the pillar. So that's fantastic. Um, this has all the who songs that everybody knows and loves. Baba O'Reilly won't get fooled again behind blue eyes, but there's also fantastic deep cuts on it. Like um, going mobile and uh, getting in tune. Fantastic stuff from Townsend. Some of the best Keith Moon put on, put on a record. John and, and love, whistle on fire. Love Aids and, and keeping uh, is on there too, right? What's that? Love Ain't For Keeping is on there, Love too, Love Ain't right? For Keeping is on here. Yep. That's a great track. And, uh, I like that track a lot. And, uh, yeah, that, that it's a great one. That's a, Front to back, this this album is just, it's unstoppable. And uh, Won't Be Fooled Again, in my opinion, is the greatest rock and roll anthem ever. Uh, my buddy, Charlie, from Blackberry Smoke, I saw him say in an interview once that every time he hears that song, he feels like he has to stand up which I don't think you could say it any better. <laughs> well, I, let's, let's be honest. It's probably the most iconic scream yep. know, on a rock and roll album. You know, that, that scream at the end there. Yeah. I mean, you can't, yep. it's bulletproof. Um, and again, I'm a big, I'm a big lyric guy and, and Townsend is a fantastic lyricist, but the lyrics and won't get fooled again are, are so great. So uh, yeah, I mean, just everything about that album is, is pretty much perfect it's it's pretty much perfect though it's you know for lack of a better term it's pretty much perfect um now uh i went with uh my next album and this is where i'm a little bit of a hypocrite i don't own it oh i don't own it because i i want an original copy and it's not easy to find a good original copy and it is asia by steely dan and that should be in everybody's collection absolutely 100 percent. that album for those of you that are not aware of who steely dan is let's just talk about musicianship 
tops of the tops. All right. You may not like the music, but you have, you have to appreciate how good of musicians were in that band. And it was a rotating cast. Yep. You know, there were two mainstays, but there are a lot of people in and out and they just nailed it in every song. But this album in particular is probably one of the best produced albums period. All right. Bar sonically, none. sonically like just perfect. Yeah. There's no, there's no other way to it's flawless sonically you can hear every instrument um you know and then the songs that are on it forget it i mean asia itself the song asia is amazing peg josie i mean the, the list goes on and on and the funny thing is the list goes on and it's only like seven songs but it's a right. great 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 album soup to nuts every song belongs every part in every song belongs and let's be honest any album that has michael mcdonald doing background vocals Yes, not just background vocals, but full chord harmonies. Listen yes. to Michael McDonald on on Peg. Yes. The, the when he's singing Peg, it, it's yeah, it, it's nuts. Yeah, that and that's such a great that's such a great call. I, I I totally missed that one. That's absolutely belongs in every record collection. Yeah, one hundred percent. You're up. Okay. You're a California guy, so but but you are you're a California guy now, so maybe yeah. you don't like this. That sounds you have to at least a little bit. I mean, this pushed the Beatles to make you know some of their best records because they heard this. So um I, I don't know what else needs to be said than that. Brian Wilson at his absolute peak. Um Beach Boys given given it all their Beach Boyness with the harmonies. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't it be nice? You know, one I think one of the greatest rock records of all time. You got the Wrecking Crew on the uh, on the band tracks. Not only was one of my favorite memories, Mike, the year I met you, the first year I went to Nam. Um, Goldfish and I went into the Gibson booth, which was the room at the time. It wasn't yep. even a full booth, and uh, Brian Wilson sat there at a piano with one guitar player and played God only knows. Wow. My the hair on my arm still stands up and it was it was truly one of the greatest moments of my life. I was extremely close. It was great. And to make matters even crazier, John Stamos was standing behind me. And you love John Stamos. And I love John Stamos. And that that was seriously like 40 minutes into walking into Nam the first time. Well that so. ruined you for the rest of Nam. <laughs> it did because it never got better than that. <laughs> oh my Ever. god and then nam but is this record, i mean it's just it, it's so good no that's great by the way nam is a month from like friday four yeah, weeks we from should friday. be we'll, i think about four weeks from now we'll be at uh la casa garcia four weeks from tomorrow four weeks from tomorrow yeah there we go four weeks from tomorrow you hear that ducky cadillac, cadillac margarita and the king ranch burrito oh uh, yep. yeah yep uh, all right, I'm up next, right? Yep, you're so next. I, I'm trying to grab the album because it's funny that you mentioned uh, Pet Sounds because my next album was Sgt. Pepper. So, I mean, you know, who won the fight in this war? Who knows? I'm a little more partial to this album. I'm going to be honest with you. In fact, actually, I'm a lot more partial to this album. Um, I like the Beach Boys. I love the Beatles. Like I just do. And when I was growing up, this was a formative album for me, but that's not why I picked it. I picked it because this was one of the greatest feats of album making ever. 
you know, they were and another fantastic representation of vinyl as a format because you get yep. the insert with the cutouts and yep. And this one I actually actually do. So Ooh. I got lucky on this one. Um, it's in here somewhere. Yeah. There we go. There you go. Yep. And uh, to find one of these, kind of tough. There were a lot of pressings of this album, but to find one with, with this intact, that's, that's a feat. Yeah, yes. I'd like to think so. Um, but yeah, I mean, considering how this was recorded essentially on four tracks, actually it was sort of like three tracks, and they just bounce things back and forth and back and forth. Just only, John, only George Martin could handle that. Right? I, I mean, just and, and the 43-second you know, chord being held out at the end, which was not... Um, not just one person playing. It turns out it was like several different people playing that chord in different positions all over the piano. Um, but just all that craziness and just how great the songs are and how they're all different, but yet it makes for a cohesive album in a strange way, you know, cause it tells a story without them really intending on it. And the whole intention was for them to like, all right, we're never going to tour again. So we're going to make this our new identity. That was the initial yeah. initial thought. But it just turned out like, well, we're the Beatles, so. Well, I um, love, yeah, John Lennon, of course, famous quote, it was a concept because we said it was. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So uh, that's that's my next pick. Nick, you're up. You know, it's funny, Mike. My next pick was Sergeant Pepper. Ah, there you go. So there you go. Right. We, finally, we finally hit one. So I'll just move on to my next one for now, <laughs> which is Deep Purple Machine Head. Who? You know who they are. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't think I don't think I could change my life more than this. Maybe Kiss Alive. Um, but when I heard this the first time, it was like going from black and white to color. It this this record is just on every level, the drumming, the vocals, the guitar playing, uh John Lord's organ solos, um, the bass it doesn't get much better. Highway star, space trucking. Lazy, of course, the classic Smoke on the Water. And then there's deep cut songs like Maybe I'm a Leo, Pictures of Home. Another record, like you said about Asia, only seven songs on here. But every single one of them, a stone cold classic and, and absolute perfection hard rock. And in my mind, the, the most important hard rock record of all time. Nice. Uh, somebody mentioned uh, no Saturday Night Fever soundtrack yet. Hey, we're not uh, done yet. We're not done yet not done yet though it's not in my 10 and i'm sure it's not in nick's 10 but we're not done yet (laughs) all right my next one is uh, this is gonna i'm gonna catch a lot of crap for this one but i have my reasons i have my reasons and again not my favorite artist but my favorite album from this particular artist and there's a reason why i picked this album it's bon jovi new jersey is it because you're from New Jersey? No, I'm... Oh, are we going to do this again? I'm from New York. Shut your pie hole. Shut your flan hole. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, so why did, why did I choose this? Um, first off, as far as production goes, this is great. I mean, it, it, on vinyl, it sounds, and this is an, an OG, like this is original pressing. This was, this was a radio station promo that I wound up with. Wow. And it is as sonically fantastic. Bruce Fairbairn, uh, Fairbairn, however you want to say his name, 
he did a great job producing this, but he also had the dream team with him because Bob rock mixed and engineered this album. So you have a great producer and a guy who went on to be like one of the most legendary producers of all time. Okay. But let's run down the track listing on this album. You tell me it does this belong in everybody's collection for side one, lay your hands on me. It was a single. It was a hit bad medicine. It was a tremendous hit born to be my baby. It was a hit living in sin. It was a hit blood on blood. It was a hit side two, a couple of songs that weren't hits, but then <laughs> further down the trough, I'll be there for you. That was like the prom song and the wedding song for like a decade for everybody, right? 99 in the shade, like great, 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 great album. Bon Jovi defines- and Richie Sambora at their absolute, absolute, best. Peak. absolute yeah. peak absolute peak i mean this 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 really defines a generation right here this 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 album so that's why it should be in every record collection that's a great pick you know what's funny is you brought up bruce fairburn uh you know what he didn't succeed in producing which was kiss psycho circus actually i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie to you i actually like some of the songs on that album there's a couple of really good tunes on like into the void come on that song is amazing it's unfortunately titled because of black Sabbath's into the void, but um, it's, that's a great, and the song psycho circus is great. The rest of the album. Maybe psycho maybe. circus is like the, the, the title track is the most classic kiss song of that record. I think yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like the, it's, it's not a horrible record, but when you're thinking, Oh, here comes the original four of kiss the reunion kiss. I think, we were under the impression we might get something else, but oh no, we was, totally it, got we totally got moment. lied to for that album. We got lied to for that album every way to Sunday, but uh, yeah. at the same time, Into the Void does feature all four of them playing. That's the only track. It is the only one. Uh, we'll Who talk about Kiss on another Kiss show. Was I'm lying sure. to us. Come on, yeah, Kiss would never lie. Kiss would no, not they're try always, to do something. They're the to most make a honest dollar. band out there. Yes, they are. Uh, yes, it, all all bands in the music industry is completely honest. Yes. <sighs> But especially Kiss. Whose turn is it? Yours. It's mine. You did Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah. So to your point of hit, 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 hit after hit, can't go any further without mentioning this one. Classic album. Literally every song is a is a classic rock radio staple. Every single one. More than a feeling. Peace of mind. Foreplay. Long time. Uh, rock and roll band. Smoking hitch a ride something about you let me take you home tonight front to back again we were talking about production on something else when you read the story about what happened with this record and and tom show basically recorded this in the basement of his apartment building line by line instrument by instrument and then when the label signed him and said okay well we want you to re-record the record he uh he just sent him that he just cleaned up the demo and resent that so that says that says all about the production. Uh, also, another great line about this album is uh, Eddie Kramer, who I mentioned a couple records ago on Electric Ladyland. Tom Scholz was trying to get him to produce this record, and when Eddie heard the demo, he wrote him a letter back that said, uh, "It's ready to go. I don't know what you want me to do." So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Actually, another little bit of a tidbit of of uh, trivia, which this means nothing to nobody, but the drummer. Sib Hashian, right? Yes. Uh, his daughter, his daughter married Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Really? Yes. <laughs> Ducky, you just blew Ducky's mind with that one. 
All right. So we were just talking about Kiss. Oh, and, I see what he's pulling. Yeah. And you mentioned Kiss Alive. And Kiss is Kiss recorded everything pure live and never added anything to the tracks and never yes. embellished anything. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I have that completely backwards. Um, but as a kid growing up, I mean, this was for me, this was amazing and really formative for me in general, though, as far as a live album, there are very few, like there are top five live albums. This is in there. And the first kiss alive is in there too, but I like this one better. Uh, and partially because there are five tracks on side four that are not live. And a couple yep. of those tunes are really, really good. You know, uh, Larger Than Life is a great song, and Rocket Ride is absolutely fantastic. It, it is probably one of the best Ace songs. What's that? Quintus Ace Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is such a great tune. And then the whole packaging that came with this with, you know, the tattoos and, and, the, and, the, and the Kiss Army thing and, like, and the booklet. You know, it was one of the first times I had an album with a booklet that you could read through and what have you. So, you know, it's uh, and, and then of, and course, of course, the gatefold photo, one of the yep. greatest pictures in rock roll history. Yeah. And, and the funny thing was, it wasn't even during a show. Like, they, no, they of were, course, it was another kiss farce. They, they were doing a photo shoot and they said, OK, all at once, we're going to blow off all the pyro. And thank God they did, because look at that picture. It doesn't get any better than that. Nope, but it, it was, again, another kiss lie. And if, if I'm not wrong, this that was shot down here in San Diego as they were rehearsing for tour. Jockey, was that picture taken in San Diego? Oh, did you hear that, Mike? No, I did not. Jockey said he's not sure if it was taken in San Diego, but he knows some of the flames were airbrushed in. Oh, that's not a shock. <laughs> that's not a shock. <laughs> you know, I mean, but, look, uh, all the, it, the another, cannons another, were... Like, it, there's nothing there's barely anything real about it but it's it's just cool it's just a great live album and and when you were a kid and didn't know any better it was really really awesome just to listen to it um and, and uh, even now though it's just it belongs in a record collection as far as live albums go the, like i said there's this there's kiss alive there's frampton comes alive there's live after death and then and you, exit you can stage left there you go or, uh, or uh, all the world's a stage I would go with exit stage left, but that's because I want to have more rush material. <laughs> I want to, but I, another thing I want to touch on for a live too, because you mentioned the studio songs on side four, all American man is one of the, one of the greatest kiss deep cuts ever. Yep. What about, what about Paul, Paul Stanley playing all the instruments on uh, uh, whatever that song was he did. That was a Dave Clark five cover. Oh, you're wrong. No, that's uh, any way you want yeah. it. Yeah. That's a Dave Clark yeah. five tune. Uh, somebody asked me, does this have the tattoos? I do. I don't think I have two copies of this. One of them has it. One of them doesn't. But this one has the this one has the booklet. The other one has the booklet and the tattoo. So, yes, I do have one with the tattoos. Original. The evolution of kiss. Yes, the evolution of kiss. Um, so, all right, you're up. All right. Led Zeppelin 4. Why? What are you kidding me? Who's ever heard of Led Zeppelin? Oh. No, this is, uh, you know, I mentioned Machine Head too about being, you know, one of the greatest records of hard rock. This is right up there with it. 
Yep. Of course, iconic cover of some old man that probably didn't get paid. Uh, <laughs> like all the blues artists goes, they Jimmy ripped Page off over the years, too? What's that? <laughs> like all the blues artists they ripped off over the years as well? Yeah, it was part of that's that's part of Led Zeppelin's thing. They don't pay anybody. Yeah, they don't pay anybody. Everybody. In fact, fact that dude anyone. wrote half the songs on on Volume Four. <laughs> no, uh, you know, as a as a drummer, this might be John Bonham's best work. I don't. The, he was always great in everything he played on. But uh, you're talking Black Dog, Misty Mountain Hop, Rock and Roll, uh, When the Levee Breaks, of course, Stairway to Heaven. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite Led Zeppelin record, but when I think about if you have to give somebody one Led Zeppelin record, this is the one, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's great. And another one that I love on this format because of the gatefold. Nice. Fantastic That's illustration awesome. there. Yep. A lot, a lot, lot to think about, especially if you're, uh, you know, burning one burning one as as they you say. know what i mean <laughs> i think some feeds just fell out of the gatefold of this <laughs> is that an og is that an original press i believe so i think it is a uh you know because the original us has that porky deco yep he duck porco duck or whatever it says in the dead wax nice so it is that's awesome i also like the uh i also like the uh the 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 scotch tape custom done on that cover that you had. It's a well-loved <laughs> copy. I pulled it out of backstock. <laughs> well-loved. I love that term. Oh, my God. Uh, so he goes, got to burn one to properly get the lead out. There hey, you go. Yeah. Dan McDougal is right. Cool. All right. So, wait, wait. Let's see if I can, let's see if I can make this work for us. Yeah, there we go. There you go. <laughs> wait, somebody said, show the kiss tattoos, Nick. I only have one kiss tattoo. We got Pete and Chris. Yeah, he's got a tattoo of the least talented member of KISS. Oh, give me a break. Don't even start with that. The dude could barely play the drums. Oh, that's such a stupid <laughs> myth. Peter Chris is a great drummer. I hate when people say that shit. <laughs> I just like to piss you off. It's fun. All right. That pissed me off, too. The only thing that pisses me off more than that is when people say that Ringo can't play the drums. At one point, Ringo could play the drums. Now he cannot play the drums. He's like 82, Mike. Give him a break. I mean, you know, you know he was still there for all of it. That was still him. No, it wasn't. Paul McCartney played the one freaking drum solo that was ever on a Beatles album. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Oh, my God. Shut no, up. he played drums on back in the USSR is what Paul played drums on. Right. That's okay. not Move him on. on the breakdown of uh, of the suite of the of end. Road. That, that's that's him on the. Uh, no, that, that's it's him not. On, yes, it is. Uh, not, not the end. Uh, but it's right you're right going to tell me Bernard Purdy played drums on half of it. Did he? No, but he'll tell you he did. <laughs> All right, next, Roger. Is, you're next. Roger has a lid of something. Okay, so uh, ACDC, oh, yeah. back in black. That was my number 11. There you go. Yeah, this and this is original 1980 pressing. Um, yeah, I mean, come on. Top to bottom. It's funny because they don't even have the track listing right on the back of the record. It doesn't go yeah. in order. It's just, well, we'll just put them all on there. 
and let them guess where it is on the album until you get the record and you look at it like, wait a minute, that's not right. So back in black hell's bell, shoot to thrill, giving the dog a bone, which is not giving it's given given the, the bone has been given to a dog. Uh, let's see. Rock and roll ain't noise pollution. You shook me all night long. Shake a leg, have a drink on me. I, come on. It's shoot the, the thrill. Then I think I said shoot the thrill. Yeah. Um, the only one I didn't say is what you do. What do you do for the money, honey, for money, honey? It's like, yeah, all right. But the rest of this album is just bulletproof. 100 percent and it is a classic rock and roll album that everybody should absolutely have in their collection 100 percent. yes gold in fact goldfish shout out to goldfish because i know he's watching uh goldfish and i were just having a conversation the other day about talk about and you're back to the wall so you lose your stinger after coming off a highway to hell which is another absolutely essential record yep bond at his best acdc at their best and not only do they have to replace Bon Scott, but they've got to live up to that. And boy, did they deliver. I mean, they yeah. really just the songs, the, the, of course, there's, there's a tribute to Bon on there. Brian Johnson sings his ass off on back, on back in black, the whole record. And uh, one of the only times in rock history where, um, you know, there's, there's a handful of them, but that that's the, one of the best examples of, got your head you got to really deliver and and they they brought it for sure 100 100 percent. you're up to bet okay so another one that i think just uh shows the vinyl format in a fantastic uh light between the artwork the sound uh and the packaging part of the crimson king nice fantastic yeah prog masterpiece yeah um Greg Lake of Emerson Lake and Palmer, later of Emerson Lake and Palmer, on uh, lead vocals and bass on this. Of course, the amazing Robert Fripp. The title track is a masterpiece. Uh, Epitaph, fantastic. Uh, 21st century schizoid, man. Great stuff. One of the most iconic album covers of all time. And uh, production is just amazing. I can only imagine when people heard this in 1968, I think is when it was released, 68, 69, People's minds must have just been blown on the living room floor. I mean, this is, it's, it's, this is one of my favorite albums ever. So happy to tell people they need it in their collection for sure. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. It's a killer album. Soup to nuts. Again, historic classic album. Uh, Speaking of Robert Fripp, you ever see anybody ever see him on YouTube, like doing his videos on YouTube with like his wife and somebody in a mask and they're playing music and she's wearing pasties and like, like it's out there. uh, It's just too much. Uh, I'm just going to leave. I don't want to go deeper into description than that. All right. This one is a no brainer. Oh yeah. Another great one. Purple rain by that guy right there. Prince. Um, if you're going to own any Prince album, this is the one to own. If you were to own any other Prince album, all of the others are the ones to own. Like, (laughs) you know, Prince is just a magnificent musician. Now I, I don't hold him up as high as a lot of other people do. I just don't, but he was really, really good. And he was a very prolific songwriter. I mean, he wrote tons and tons and tons of music. I actually like what he wrote for other people sometimes more than what he wrote for himself. 
you know, some of the songs that, that he wrote for others. Like if, if you don't know, he wrote sugar walls for Sheena Easton under a, under a pseudonym. He uh, wrote, um, what is it? Manic Monday for the bangles, you know? Well, great song. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, these are all great tunes and uh, but I mean, this, this combined with the movie, which made me fall in love with, you know, her no, her right there. Apollonia. Um, yeah, she was, she was, she was kind of hot, uh, and recently passed away. It was kind of sad. Um, but you know, again, talk about the track listing. It's just everything. Let's go crazy. Um, take me with you. Like there's no filler on this album either. Take me with you. The beautiful ones. That song is incredible. Computer blue is really kind of haunting and weird. Darling Nikki. That if that is not the most pervy sexual song ever written and put on wax, started the parental advisory thing yep yep Uh, when doves cry i would die for you baby i'm a star and of course the song purple rain right just you can't beat it you can't no so needs to be take me with you is my favorite is that that's my number one favorite print song and it's and the thing is like that's one of those songs that doesn't get a lot of play it just doesn't because the other songs are so great, but take me with you. If you isolate it and you made that a single, it would have been a stellar hit. It would have been a top, a, a top 10 hit, if not a top five hit, you know, just yeah. the, the chorus, the melody in the chorus. It's just catchy, you know? Yeah. Just shows you those like, guys that just had such a grip on uh melody and hooks yep. that, you know, you take, like you're saying, you take a, a C level track on the album in terms of songs. People know you put on the radio and it sounds as good as little red Corvette or something that he's, you know, well known for. Yep. And look, there's nothing wrong with those other songs. I, you know, no. it's just like, this is an album filled with songs like that. You know, it's just yes. crazy. Does that I, have the poster? It does not. Ooh, it's missing it does not. It, uh, but the look, I mean, this, uh, however, it's a really good player copy. I think I bought for 10 bucks. Well, there you go. The day Prince died, those were selling for like $600. So yeah. Right. Even without the poster. Yep. He's still dead. Yeah, no matter, no matter what, he's still dead, which is a bummer. still dead, but the price came down. So yes. All right. You're up. Okay. Again, as you, you mentioned earlier about the Beatles, maybe in my opinion, of course, the, the number one band of all time nobody tops them and i think this the top were abbey road um still a massive seller we sell it a couple times a week um again iconic artwork if you're a beatles historian and you know the uh the timeline on this everybody knows about let it be now because of the get documentary and everything and you see what they went through to get that done. And, and Paul was saying that he thought that was going to be the, their last album. And then not long after they finished that, they said, okay, we got, we got one more in us. And this is what they came out with. I mean, just, just to put that le- extra little exclamation point, the greatest career of a rock band, this is what they gave you. Yeah. So like, uh, I guess we'll do one more. Yeah. It's it, and when you think about it in those terms, especially now that everybody has the context of get back and the the, yeah. the disagreements and the fighting, for yeah. them to go back in and come out with this is just it's untouchable. You got yep. something in here, you got come together. Oh, darling, uh, I want you. She's so heavy. Of course, the sweet 
that closes the album golden slumbers and uh the end and carry that weight it you can you can make a case of this being the best album of all time so it's got to be in a collection yep i agree i agree um this is album nine yep Um, let's see i'm surprised this hasn't popped up yet i think it might be my number one it probably is and i'm gonna steal it let's show it it at the same time it it probably is yep (laughs) yep nick and i are the same person 20 years removed from one another um yeah i mean I don't even have to say anything about this. It's, it's what is there to say? If you don't have this album in your collection, you don't like music. Right. Like, even if you don't like Pink Floyd, I'm not even a big Pink Floyd fan. I have this album. You know, I have three Pink Floyd albums. I have this animals in the wall. Like that's it. I don't wish you were here. No, now that's, that's some crazy shit. I don't like shine on you crazy diamond. I'm sorry. There's like seven versions of that song on that album and I'm tired of hearing it. And I'm tired of hearing the song. Wish you were here. The only thing redeeming from that album maybe is have a cigar. I'm over that album. I am so over that album. Incredibly. Still belongs over in a collection. No, you're wrong. Oh, the so- Some of the songs belong on a playlist, but to me, it's not an album you own. That that's how I, I feel about that. Album. I disagree completely. But this that's, you can listen to. This you can listen to both sides of the album and not get sick of it. Ever, Ever. you know. And this one's a gatefold version. This is a. Uh, I think it's a second pressing. Um, it's a gatefold version that somebody wrote on. But, Almost all of them are written on. Yeah, this one says three seventy two L A. So I don't know. I think this is a like a like a radio station copy or something like that. Um, but either way. You know, and, and just the, the, the feat of engineering that went into making, you know, all the clocks and everything. And Alan Parsons, you know, really the great Alan Parsons, man. This is where he got his, this is where he cut his teeth. You know, this is, this is where he, where he developed that, that great ear for uh, engineering and producing. And while his music career maybe didn't do quite as well as uh, his production career, uh, all of his albums are well-produced and you wonder why. Um because the guy's got a set of ears that'll knock your socks off. Um, yes. All right. So I took your last one. I'm sorry about that. Well, um, also, I want to touch on the reason why that was my number one is because, again, like I said, going into this, thinking about the format itself, you don't have a more iconic cover. Two posters it came with, a postcard. Um, you showed the gatefold, another iconic image. This, to me is the top example of no records is this album. It's, it was sequenced as a side one and a side two. It's meant to be heard that way. The extras add a whole no, another level to it. The, the prism represents so much. And even, you know, Mike just showed a second press. The current press that's in, in, uh, in print right now, which it's not going to be for very long, uh, sound quality is top-notch. You get all the inserts with it, and uh, it's very affordable at, like, just around 30 bucks. But get it while you can because it's about to be out of print. That's a little insider uh, information. There you go. For you. Snap it up. Snap it up. 
Um, well, uh, do you have, I, I asked you to pick 12 just in case we picked a couple of doubles. So what do you got as the backup for your number one, if you will? Well, you took one of my other doubles. So hang on, I'm going to grab one real quick. Cause I can already <laughs> see it sitting in the bin. Hang on. Okay. Yeah, there you go. In the meantime, I'll do, I'll do one more while, uh, while that's coming to you. Um, and I had, I had a lot of trouble, uh, picking some of these. I, I have a couple of honorable mentions, um, I'm going to go with the honorable mentions really, really quick and just knock those out. Um, this is honorable mention number one, and that's synchronicity by the police. Um, the reason why it's an honorable mention and not fully in mother. there, mother, mother alone. Mother. The song mother is so freaking bad that I just, it's unlistenable. And, and actually I do listen to it because it's funny. It's, it's, it's so bad. It's comical. Um, and just awful. Just God. I'm pretty sure that's why Sting quit the police was that song. You know, that's what happens when, you know, the main songwriter says, all right, you can write a song and we'll, we'll use it. But but, uh, listen, I really want to play this song mother. Uh, And if any, look, I worked with Andy Summers. He had a band called uh, Hot Flash that was with Jack Bruce and Dennis Chambers. And, you know, I, we wow. managed them. So, uh, and so, like, listen, I, I've got, I've hung out, I've had tea with Andy Summers. And, you know, like, really super sweet guy, really nice. Andy, if you're watching, I really, you know, I'm sorry that I hate your fucking song, um, but I just do. It's just, it's so bad. And that dropped this out of my, out of my top, uh, not top 10. It dropped it out of the 10, but it is an honorable mention. It is an album you should have in your collection because of, you know, a whole bunch of different reasons, you know, wrap around your finger, every breath you take the stalker song of the century, um, King of pain, synchronicity two, synchronicity one and two, both of them. Yeah. I, I think they're both great. So yeah, that gets, as I mentioned, mention. I'm a, I'm a lyric guy and the lyrics to synchronicity two are like, on another level, on a Bob yep. Dylan, Paul McCartney, uh, you know, whoever you consider the greatest, Sting is up there with them just just for that song alone. And he and he's written tons of great songs, but the lyrics and synchronicity to it are are just incredible. I love this line, humiliating kick in the crotch. Yep, my favorite <laughs> is the uh, the pain upstairs that makes his eyeballs ache. <laughs> nice. Yes. All right. So, what's your alternative number one or? It was really hard for me to keep this out of uh, out of the 10. And I saw somebody mention in the comments, neither of you guys had Carol King Tapestry. That was just outside of my uh, realm as well, uh, was Rumors, Fleetwood Mac, another, the, both, both essential. Uh, but the one just outside of my top 10, David Bowie Lowe. Um, Bowie's a guy that's got 10 fantastic records. Uh, I always go to this one because I think this is when he took the most chances. Working with Brian Eno, locking himself in a studio in Berlin, um, getting himself off the junk, and uh, coming out with this. Uh, this is not the David Bowie you hear on the radio. No, nope, uh, not even not in the least. Not not even close. But it's it's just great stuff because this to me is it the. Uh, the summation of David Bowie. Like you hear what an artist he was, the chances he took, et cetera. This is, this is the best example of that. Cool. 
Well, that's that's 21 records for you. Again, I got a couple of other honorable mentions. Uh, oh, wait, I never gave my actual 10th. I gave an honorable it, mention. It. What's that? I thought you did. I thought we both ended on uh, Dark Side. I was nine. Oh, that was my okay. Ninth. Go ahead. Go ahead. So my 10th, and this was a conflict too, and it's going to seem a little weird, but I have my reasons for it, and it's Permanent Waves by Rush. Now, people would say, why not moving pictures? Why not 2112? And, and look, this is not a top 10. This is 10. But the reason why I picked this one is this was right straddling the line between heavy prog and more of the commercial prog. Like this was, you know, right before moving pictures. And the songs that are on here, you have everything from like that satisfied the, the prog nuts like natural science, right? But it also had radio friendly songs like Spirit of Radio and Entre New, which is one of the probably Rush's most underrated song. That yeah. is a commercial hit, no matter what's what decade it's in. Yep. So Free Will's on that too, right? Free Will is on here too. Jacob, there's oh. only six songs on this whole album. Six songs, right? So Spirit of Radio, Free Will, Jacob's Ladder, Entre New, Different Strings, which is Getty Lee wrote the words, uh, if that tells you anything. Getty, love you. If you want to come on the show, we'll talk about different strings. Um, hey, remember, and, Getty Lee. I know Getty Lee. He's a friend of mine, remember? Yeah, he's a friend of yours. He went to your store. He came in my store. He did. He came in your store. Uh, and that was well, great. Well, he didn't actually. just come into my store. He no, he, he didn't. He hung out with you. And, just, we and opened the door yeah. and there was Getty Lee. Like, yeah, it's not like he went shopping. He hung out. He, and signed he almost lot. he almost played my Rickenbacker bass that was in my office. He wanted to know all about it. And I said, I go, do you want to play it? And I took it down. And he was like, no, I've played a bass in my life. And I said, you <laughs> damn right you have. <laughs> and then also honorable mention. Ah. Honorable mention. And look, come on. You got to think about genre defining albums this defines a genre like it really does you may not like it what genre is that the shit one yep (laughs) it's it's a genre defining album i mean it really just i mean if you think of grunge you go this direction but at the same time listening back on it 30 plus years later put it back on because the songwriting is actually really good when you think about it you know and it really like every song that's on here was an MTV hit. You know, it's it's definitely historically song. important, you yes. know, because it, it it did it changed the landscape of everything. So yep. no, there's no doubting that. Um, Smell, but, smells like it, Teen Spirit in Bloom. Come as you are. There's three videos right there. Uh, Drain you, great song. Uh, Something in the way. Well, that's on the in the new Batman movie. It plays a large part in the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. It's it's a huge part of the soundtrack. So this is you know it's it's really a it it needs to be there. It needs to be there in my opinion. But it was outside of my ten. It was outside. I think 10. for somebody like me that wasn't there when it happened, it's harder for me to understand the context. You know, because I have this conversation with people all the time. Like if you were there it showed up and changed everything you have a different appreciation of it than going back and just listening to it as a, as an album that's just me 
Thank you, Patrick. He was glad to How see about, rush out. Can you put up Jeff's comment? Oh, yeah. This one right here. Yeah. Yeah. This one. Yeah. It's great. I was I was keeping Mike on track. It was, it was great. It was great despite me being here. Awesome. All right. Well, that's 10 from each of us. Actually, more than 10 from each of us. But we have two more segments, and then we're going to call it a day. Uh, and they are fun segments. Fun and segments. The fun segments. And this one is called Discovered. And the reason why the show is called Cover to Covered is because it originally it was looking at cover tunes that you liked as much, if not more so than the originals. And every week we come up with these covers and we add them to a playlist, which I actually need to put together the playlist. But, uh, but yeah, once I have that, I'll put up the links for Spotify playlist for that. You can follow along. Um, but this week, Nick and I made some choices. Actually, we almost, we chose the same song done by two different bands, which is really, really, really funny. The thing is, and I kept mine, Nick changed his, uh, Nick changed his. So, uh, but mine is, I'm going to go with Rush. Staying no with way. the theme of Rush. Yeah, I know, right? But Rush had an album of covers, uh, an EP of covers, actually, called Feedback. And great they record. did, yeah, it's a great, it's a great EP. They did, uh, what they do, they did a um, bunch of different tunes. They did Seeker, a, The Who. Yeah, they did Seeker by the Who. They did a Yardbirds tune, right? Shape of Things. They did um, uh, what was that song? Uh, Mr. Soul by yep. uh, Buffalo Springfield. Buffalo Springfield. Thank you. But the song I want to pick out is Summertime Blues, and their version of Summertime Blues is awesome. And the reason yeah. why I feel it's awesome, it's because it's a cover of two other covers of Summertime Blues. It basically is the cover of the Who's version of Summertime Blues, which Nick initially picked. And, and, can you name the other one? No, I don't think I can. Blue Cheers version of Summertime Blues. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, boom, 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 the way that opens up, that's from the Blue Cheer version. So they actually took those two versions and mashed them together and made a really, really cool version of summertime blues out of it. So that's, that's my submission for this week. Nick, what you got? I picked Sue Sting by Beck Bogart, a piece or apathy, uh, which depending again, on you, which brother you, you broke ask. up there, say it, say the title again. You broke up a, a bit. Superstition by Beck Bogart, a piece or apathy. Well, it depends on the brother, right? It depends on the brother. That's what I'm saying. Carmine has always said a piece. And, and Vinny, Vinny has always said ap- apathy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure which drummers. one it is. That's they're, because they're, they're drummers and they're dumb. Oh, the ducky says their sister says something different too. Apache. Yeah, I don't know. But Beck Bogart, a piece, fantastic record. Most underrated power trio in rock music. It's amazing drumming from Carmine. Amazing. Uh, Jeff Beck, of course, maybe the greatest that's ever played the instrument. Tim Bogart, fantastic bass player, great voice. Um, and the story goes with that doing superstition was that Stevie Wonder was recording in the other studio recording. I think talking book is what has superstition. He was in the other studio, came in, was talking to Jeff Beck, told him, Oh, I've got this song, told him the riff went out to dinner and then came back and, Beck Bogart a piece was playing it 
Uh, <laughs> and, it, and it's crazy because the the arrangement's very similar. It's not as funky. It's more driving rock, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. same lay of verse, chorus, verse, chorus, etc. And uh, just a fantastic take on it. Um, and it's it, it, three of the best uh, hard rock musicians and Jeff Beck doing something that he maybe doesn't do so much more. Um, but really huge shout out to Carmine on the drumming because he is so underappreciated. John Bonham stole everything from Carmine. So pretty much. Yeah. Yes. Great. So there's your covers for the, for this, uh, for this, uh, this show. And now we're on to our very last segment called this song. Sucks. And, uh, I will have an intro video by the time we do this again for this song sucks. I, I just will. Um, now Nick and I talked about this beforehand and we both came up with songs by the Beatles. We Hard disagree. We we're going to disagree heavily on one of them and we agree on one of them. So Nick, why don't you go first? You want me to go first? All right. No, well, I went first last time. You go first this time. Okay. I do want to say before we get into this that uh, when I watched the show back, the last one, I was laughing so hard about when I said Human Touch and you go, oh, that song Defiant sucks. I said that? It's yeah. true, but you know. <laughs> you were like, that song sucks so bad. Um, it does. So my pick, it's hard to pick a Beatles tune, but if you got to pick one, I picked I Me Mine. And you're wrong! I'm so right. No, you well, are so Duffy wrong. disagrees too. You are you are just wrong. That song goes nowhere. It's whiny. It's George Harrison's worst song, specifically in the Beatles. It's maybe not his worst song ever. Oh that wait, you're saying that Trump. Old Brown Shoe is better than I Mean I Mine? I like Old Brown Shoe more for sure. I wouldn't say it's great, but it's better than I Mine. You are definitely. Remember the stuff that you were smoking to get the let out? Yeah. You're some of that now, uh huh. No, Definitely. I hate I Me Mine, I've always oh hated it. D a close runner up when I was trying to decide between which one I didn't like more I Me Mine or Wonder Nine Nine, which I'm not a big fan of that one either. That's that's what's wrong with that song? What's good? What's right about it? Did you just want to pick on anything that was on Let It Be? Is, is that what it is? You know, it is their worst record. It is not their worst record. What's their worst record then? What's worse yeah. than Let It Be? I don't know. Give me time. We haven't done a worst record list. You know, I, I, I have to think about, like, there's just albums I like less. The funny thing is, though, like, if you look at the early Beatles, it's very, it's not cohesive. It's like half the albums are covers. So nope. I would say those probably are worse, you know, nope. because they're just like doing what the record company wanted them to do. You know, they did it well. No, well, that's a lot. No, that's not it. That's a, it's that's a lot of the songs they were playing in their Hamburg plays and stuff. Which I think yeah. it's the best showcase of them being a rock band. Like they're they're just like delivering it, being being great. If you think about the later period of the Beatles, like let's say Rubber Soul till the end through Abbey Road, like we just showed, um, even though Let It Be came out after the fact. Let it be is the weakest record of all of those records. You got Rubber no, Soul, you got Revolver, you got Sgt. Pepper, you got the White Album, you got Abbey Road, and you got Let It Be. Let It Be is the weakest. I think you're looking at it differently. You can't look at those albums and say one is weaker than the other. It's just different. We can Maybe. have this argument on another show. We have we can have this argument on another show. Just everybody in the everybody put in the chat that Nick is wrong. 
just, just I'm not say wrong it. though. Nick is wrong, and that's that's it. Nick's wrong. That's it. Wrong. George Harrison whining is I me mine. Oh my god. Well, I picked what I really truly feel is a this song does suck. And it is a Beatles it's tune. It's off it's off the white album. And it's called Good Night. And the reason why you don't know it is because you probably never heard it because you skipped past it on the album because it sucks. It's the last it track, isn't it? It's terrible. Yeah, so you skip past it. You go right on to the next album if you're listening to Apple Music, right? <laughs> you know? Or if, like, you're listening to the vinyl, you're just like, oh, yeah, we're done. Yep, okay? that's it. Because it's terrible. And Ringo thinks it's terrible. He doesn't like it. It uh, is terrible. Fact, it is terrible. Uh, Jeff Henderson said this, and I, he's about I, to get hung. Okay, is Jeff one of these people? Yes, he is. He's one of those. I people. can't. Come on, Jeff. I, I mean, says, how can you consciously say that? Like He that says, Kick Tracy and Bang Tango and Vane are better than the Beatles. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. That is also that's, wrong. Doesn't Bang Tango play like 20 people the Whiskey to Go-Go? Like the Beatles have probably sold 20 records in the last five seconds. Yeah, probably. You know, um, I, I don't understand that any, anybody who positions themselves in the Beatles suck. You're welcome to your opinion, but I don't know how anybody can feel that way. You know, except for Mike, good night does suck. Well, what's that? Oh, he, froze. you're correct. That good night sucks. Oh, good night is terrible. It's absolutely awful. Tom Morello also doesn't like the Beatles, so I can't ever trust Tom Morello. Well, there you go. I mean, consider the source. Yeah. Maybe he's, maybe he's probably wearing that flat brim hat too tight. <laughs> he, should, he, should, he should worry more about clipping his strings than critiquing the Beatles. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Patty said this about your choice. Nick's not wrong, but not right either. Therefore, it is not, the song does not suck. It's just, that's ambivalence. So it doesn't necessarily mean it sucks. I'm not saying it's the best song ever. I mean, mine is not the best George Harrison written song ever, but it's better, far better than Good Night. You kidding yeah, me? Uh, uh, yeah. No, because at least here's the thing about Good Night. You're right. It, I, it's not. It's not good. It's not a good example of the Beatles. All right, Jeff but, is wrong. Jeff is wrong again. More comments from the Peanut Gallery. I uh, respect but, what they did but for they're music. Not good, and they're basic. I no. The they're whole thing basic. is they did what they did for music because they were not basic. And they if did basic it first. If if basic was here, all right, and they're basic, they rose basic to here. Yeah. Okay. They rose basic out of my frame. That's where they put basic. They were the reason why all the shitty bands you like, Jeff, have great vocal harmonies because they all copy the Beatles. But look That's what he put up. I, me, mine. Horrible. He's oh, right Because he just that. wants to kiss up to you. That's why. So. Well, he can't kiss up to me. He already said the Beatles suck. So, yeah, well, he's trying to like play both ends of the spectrum there. You can't, uh, yeah, it's like you just said, they took, if they're basic, they took basic to the top level tier. Exactly. They, they, like, they're the greatest. There's, yeah. there's, and hey, people think that they're not, but I don't understand how you can, especially if you're a musician. I really don't. There are heavy drug users in our world. And I think all of those people are saying the Beatles suck. 
Um, How about, can you put up Gall McCartney's quote that says that explains everything? I think he's referring <laughs> to uh, Tom Morello. Uh, yeah, that's very, very true. Very, very true. I can't but, believe, I can't, did he really say he doesn't like the Beatles? He really said he doesn't like the Beatles. Yeah, that, that guy's got a lot of balls saying that, that's for sure. Uh, no, he doesn't. That's the problem. He's got very small balls. But he loves D's nuts. We just we got the top rello strap, and I'm highly considering throwing it off the roof of the building right now. I'll take it. I'll take it. If it's free, it's for me. It's not free. It's gonna go back to the company after I say it showed up damaged. <laughs> cool. All right. Oh, uh, there was something in the chat uh, earlier that I did want to bring up really, really quick. Where is it? Sorry, 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 sorry. I can't, I can't find Ducky, it. Goldfish put up a, put a comment that said, one of yet another dumb Morello opinion. Oy. Well, okay. So uh, Patty asked earlier, she didn't get uh, where your shop is. So why don't you give out details about your shop and we'll call it a night. Okay. Uh, Rock City Music Company is located in Livonia, Michigan. That's about 20 minutes away from downtown Detroit. If you're not local to us, you can visit us at rockcitymusicco.com. Find us on Reverb. You can find us on Discogs. Uh, if you're a record person, which most of the people watching this, you're going to want to get some records. So find us on Discogs. Find us at rockcitymusicco.com in the area. Come on down. It, Livonia, five mile in chat. What's it's that? right there. I just put it in the chat. There we go. That's that's the website. There you go. So go and check out Nick's shop. Uh, go say hello to Ducky. Um, call them both and, and prank them like I used to. Um, <laughs> I said I was calling to speak with Nick when Getty Lee was going to be at the store. And I said I was with the, the book publisher. And I kept pronouncing Nick's last name wrong. And... <laughs> Whoever answered the phone was just all twisted. He had no idea. I'm like, uh, yeah, this is uh, so-and-so calling from Simon and, Simon and Schuster. I'm looking to speak with uh, Nick Marcaco. He's like, uh, Nick Marocco? I'm like, that's what I said, Marcaco. <laughs> and then I got on, and instantly I'm like, this ain't. Something's not right about this. And then there was something specifically you said, and I was like, is this Mike Vanilla? <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. It's good times. It's good times. Um, but I do have to thank you again because you did get me a book that Getty did sign and he said, hi, Mike, in the book. So that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us here on the show, which is called Music Covered to Covered. We're cutting off the music part, though it's all about music, but just for organizational purposes, just search Cover to Covered. Uh, it's a lot easier to find that way on Apple Music and Spotify and here. Uh, will Molly Ringwald be there with Ducky? That is a really good question. Um, How about that, Ducky? You want to answer that? I don't we think can't Ducky hear, gets We can't hear Ducky. So ah. it's like, oh, what'd you say, Roger? Timmy stuck in the well? Timmy stuck down the well? Well, we better go. <laughs> gotta, gotta take care of Timmy. Oh, stop it. 
All right, that means he needs to go out. So, or he wants to go out, or he wants to not be near me. One of those. Anyway, we may or may not be on next week, but at worst, we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you all for watching. And if you have a suggestion, make sure you put it in uh, in the comments as to what you would like to see us talk about topic-wise. Uh, check us out at covertocovered.com. Check out Nick at rockcitymusicco.com. And thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Goodbye. See ya. Good night. I'm singing the Ringo song Good now. Night. Such a shitty song. All right. Night, y'all. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>